Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. He's a gorilla of destiny. A bullet club OG. Continuing on the legacy of the most feared name in all of wrestling. From Tonga to Japan to America, you are now entering Tamas Island with your host, the babyface heel, Tamatonga. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Tamas Island Podcast. I'm your host, Tamatonga, with my man, Ross Berman. We got two special guys coming in from Tamas Island Patreon. Two guests have been great with us, been with us for a very long time. Since the beginning of the pandemic, true Bullet Club fans, loyalists, Gary, Thomas, and Morgan Epstein. What's up, man? How you guys doing today? Doing good, doing good. Just hanging in there as much as I can. This pandemic is getting crazier and crazier, man. Hey, man, get on your shots already so you can get out of that craziness. That's what you got. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I got some. I got some. Don't worry. (laughs) I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to rock and roll whenever you know whenever everyone gets uh back stateside i'm ready for next block party for whatever we're doing you know sure yes <laughs> you know, you know it man I'm i feel that, it man i got the moderna i got the pfizer i got a couple doses of the johnson and johnson just to be safe i'm ready for summer i'm ready <laughs> Damn, to, i'm ready to go Yo, save some for us. Can I get some when I come backstage, bro? Shit, leave a little oh, something for somebody. Trust me, we've got plenty. We've got we've got more than we know what to do with. Uh, much much to the world's chagrin right now. I was I was talking when I got a my man even got a damn shot before I did, man. He got when he, he got some shots when he came to America, and then nobody oh. here in Japan has gotten a damn shot yet. See, that, that's that's some craziness, man. That tells you how long I've been. My ass has been out here in Japan. I'm ready to go there. But home right now, man. I'm not gonna lie to you, guys. Oh, sorry, Ross. <laughs> no, you're good. I was just gonna say I believe it because, like, it is. Eugene Nagata's vaccinated. We can assume Kojima's probably gonna be vaccinated now that he's he's an impact. We got to get you guys on an international tour to just get a vaccination tour of the whole new Japan <laughs> roster. <laughs> oh, they would love that, man. Yep. Look, we got some things to talk about. We're gonna address some rumors that's been flying off the handle since last week, man. Meltzer has been on the damn rampage, throwing up all kinds of bullshit. But I, I'm, I'm with that. We're gonna address that. We're gonna talk about uh, what happened uh, this weekend. AEW had uh, a pay per view, double or nothing. Uh, from the sounds of things, sounds like it re- really, really well. I'm, I'm, I'm open to talk about that. I've caught a few matches that I really liked on there. Um, Shoot, what else we got, Ross? Who who else is messing up in the wrestling world? Who's fucking up, man? And, you know, it's it's really it's we've got like you said, we got Meltzer's rumors about WWE and JPW. We got Double or Nothing. We got 
Look, I know you're not gonna gonna want to talk about it, but we got Road to Dominion, which just happened uh, uh, last night this morning. Yeah. Hey and man, we'll, we got why well, you gotta bring up old shit, bro? I, I look, I it's my <laughs> it's literally it's literally my job. That's what WrestleZone pays me to do is to watch New Japan. And when when you win, I tell the folks you win. And when yeah, when I lose, you don't talk about it, damn it. <laughs> okay. You know, gotcha. <laughs> Oh, that just gave a way to finish shit. <laughs> oh, you're fine. That's, that's the best way to put because it, it again I, to to fill in all of the fans that are listening in that may not have caught Road to Dominion. You guys had a a Wrestle Kingdom rematch against Tai Chi and Zack Saber Jr. You and Tonga Loa def, uh, trying to defend the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. Unfortunately, it did not go the way it went at Wrestle Kingdom, and after nearly half an hour of of just a roller coaster of action. Tai Chi, Zack Sabre Jr., Dangerous Techers are once again the IWGP heavyweight tag team champions. But, I mean, what a match. What a rivalry. I mean, the past six months with you and and uh, Dangerous Techers has been a a very, very wild ride. When's the last time you guys seen a storyline go six damn months, man? <laughs> We got six. To, it, there were title matches involved. There was an. There was Iron Fingers got involved. Like this. Yeah, this, there was a ladder match. It was. It was. There was a lot. We we hit. We tried to hit all categories of wrestling right there. Right with one goddamn swoop. <laughs> I I figured you know with the uh, that's about the first time we've ever gone against uh, dangerous techers because we you know it's hard sometimes a heel versus heel group here is is very rare you know so. I guess we just we made up for all the past my whole damn career here in the past ten years we've never gone against dangerous techers in that kind of storyline and we just made up for it in the last six months. <laughs> like Ross said, man, I saw it. So if you guys haven't been paying attention to his Twitter, Ross put it out. We, you know, dangerous techers, the, the the United Kingdom has put New Japan on their back and freaking really pulled us through this whole mess here that we've been trying to dodge and weave. But man, uh, props. Props to everybody trying to put, you know put in that work right now. Anyway, anyways, yes. Anyway, dangerous techers, son of a bitch. You Zach Saber, you stretchy son of a bitch. You Taichi, uh. coronavirus having son of a gun. You man, I <laughs> 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 can't believe you came off the damn chopping blocks and just chopped me down. Ah, Oof, damn. What to? I mean, what a what a story. But I mean, we do have to talk about the rumors that were flying uh, that that uh, Meltzer put out. I believe Thursday. With the Wrestling Observer, there was talk of maybe there being a, a, a some kind. There was, there was talk of talks. There was talk that maybe talks were happening between Nick Khan and uh, folks in the the New Japan Pro Wrestling either office or or elsewhere. I, it 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 made the rounds. Everyone showed up to happy hour, including myself, with pie in the sky dreams of Cena versus Tanahashi and all of these dream matches that could happen. But you uh. You, you smartened us up in the happy hour, and now I want you to smarten us up on, on Thomas Island, Tama, because uh, there, there, it sounds like uh, there might not be as much to this as as maybe it sounded like last week. Can you, can you kind of take us through that? Hell yeah, man! Look, now to you, lion side to shit you. Hey, I I realize now, man. When I, uh, you know, Meltzer's a worker just like the rest of the damn wrestling companies, man. You're a big ass worker. And you know what? Respect because you got everybody hyped up. And I fed right into that. Hey, I'm not going to lie, Ross, man. I like to see some John Cena and yes. some, uh, you know, Tanahashi. I think that's cool. I, uh, you know, I can, I can dream match too, right? I can throw some shit at the wall. I'm all about uh, the Bloodline versus Bullet Club. I think that was sell. Uh, Roman Reigns, Tama Tonga. Ah, that's money, right? 
Oh, so much money. So much. Not only Roman Reigns versus uh, Tama Tonga, but Tama Tonga and Tongaloa versus the Usos. There's just, there's a lot that you can, there's a lot that you can do there. Tama versus Jay, Tama versus Jimmy, Tonga versus Jay. Like there's just, there's so many combinations. There's a lot, a lot of fun that can be had there. Um, and and it, even, true. I mean, it, okay. I'm going to cut you off because we're going to cut yeah. straight to the shit right now. The truth is, man, that is full of shit. Melty, mm. you lying like shit, you. That is not real. That is, if, you know, there's been guys trying to work together, talking, I, there's wrestlers talking to wrestlers, but there is no office talking to office. That's, that is gotcha. a big sack of shit lie. Um, but there is wrestlers trying to work it. How, how we try to progress from here, I hope that it goes somewhere, you know, maybe. Maybe it can one day make it to the office ear and they can they can work something out. Um, we talked about this in, in, in last year's uh, happy hours, right, guys? That you know, for, yeah. for us to pull yeah, to pull us out of this like pandemic, I think everybody's gonna have gonna have to start working to 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 uh, send guys talents around and there's the walls that the barriers gotta open, you know, the forbidden doors gotta open up. And I still, I still believe that to this day, especially right now with uh, with AEW hot and uh, working with Impact, uh, New Japan strong, working with a lot of these guys. Um, I think that can still happen. The whole news that, that WWE was is trying to work exclusively with New Japan as as that's not real. That's not real at all. Now, uh, a news that just came out that Daniel Bryan. It's trying to work something out. Yeah, that was that was one of the big like uh, kind of subtext, context, whatever uh, yeah. things that was added on to this WWE New Japan news. That if there was any talk going on, it was because WWE wants to keep Daniel Bryan happy because he's currently he's not he's I guess a free agent right now. I don't know what's going on because his wife is a WWE Hall of Famer. His father in law is is if not head of talent relations, heavily involved in the talent relations department, uh, John Laurinaitis. So like it, he's definitely someone that WWE is trying to keep in the fold, whether that, but that doesn't necessarily extend to full on office talks with, with uh, new Japan pro wrestling. Cause we've, I mean, we even saw Tony Khan kind of got into yeah. the, the, <laughs> the situation. Tony Khan, the minute the, the news came out, cut this uh, very, very kind of, confident but also and i say this with a as a compliment petty promo about oh. how if <laughs> wwe and new japan have been talking together you can talk all you want but on my program we've had the iwgp us title we've had yuji nagata we've had kenta i've i've sent people to japan like he's like we've we've worked together so much that y'all can just keep talking and he apparently the news has broken that he asked new japan if this was okay and new japan said yeah go for it cut a promo on on nick khan screw him Man. And then Ross, Come Ross, on. Said he, Ross said he was the, uh, what did you say, lovingly? You're, you said he's the uh, one of the ultimate carnies, lovingly? Oh, yeah, no, to, Tony Khan's a carny. Like, he, the, <laughs> have you seen him on Impact? Have you seen him on, on AEW Dark? Like, the man knows how to perform. The man knows how to get people talking. And he's he is a student of that the the sort of three-dimensional chess that people played on the, the, the internet in the early 2000s. Uh, and so I think I think he I think he I think he knew exactly what he was doing. I don't even know it, it's 
<clears throat> he said that New Japan gave him permission. That could all that could totally just be Tony Khan making it up. I don't have confirmation of that. Oh, that's Tony Khan making that shit up too. <laughs> that could be, yeah, that could be him talking out of his ass. <laughs> oh my god, there's so much hot smoke up in the air right now, bro. I, I'm telling you, Tony Khan made that shit up. He didn't ask nobody permission. New Japan don't don't do that kind of shit. Look, CEOs don't go get in front of the damn camera and shoot promos like that. Okay. But that's AEW energy, though. So I, it's okay. I ain't no. I love the clout game. I am king of clout game. All right. I, I understand that shit. But when you got a CEO stooping now to that, hey, you got to respect the hustle. You got to respect the, the, talk, the shit talking. And I, I'll admit it, that promo is kind of like fire. Hey, there's only yeah. one con. There's no, you know, there's no con. Uh, there's no con from, con, from Connecticut or something like that. I don't, there's I don't, only. His exact words was, there's only one room for one con in uh, wrestling, and you're just a con man. From Connecticut, right? From Connecticut, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, was, I was like, ooh, <laughs> shit. Those are fighting words. Those yeah, are fighting words, and I'm, uh, you know, man. I also, it's almost I, like I, a high school. It's almost like a high school, like, right now they're fighting over somebody. You know, like a girlfriend I, or a best friend. Like, two, like, you know, there's like... <laughs> There's three three best friends and like two of them are fighting over. Well, he's my he can come over and stay in my house tonight. Well, he you know that's, <laughs> that's what I feel like. This is whole this whole shit. Everybody's fighting over New Japan, and I love it because New yeah, Japan is I, in their mouth, in their mind. Because they know New Japan is one of is the best, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, they know. It took it took them this long to figure this out. <laughs> oh no, Gary, they've been knowing. They've been for a very long time. You know, it, I will. Yeah. Now, now with everything going down, shit, they're fighting over, and I'm all about that. I'm all about that. I, I, let's let's keep it going. Let's keep stoking that fire. Keep saying that. It, it, but okay, but here's my here's my question. This is a serious one. Now, how do you guys feel about if New Japan worked with WWE? Mm, I see so I, yeah. they have to take it more serious because their wrestlers over there are like ha 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 like this and New Japan is more on the serious side so if they were to working together they need to shut all that shit down like get on the serious so you're trying to do a working promotion with New Japan and you're um you're being all jokes that's not for wrestling man that's just me. If you're trying to do a promotion. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with Gary. I mean, like we talked about when we, you know, I have a little group of friends that I talk about with it. And we're like, how are you going to do a strong style match? Like in, in like, you know, in a WWE audience, it's a, it's a totally different audience to just, you know, book two different town. How are you going to have people come over and do strong style matches in Japan? You're going to have people come over and do the haha match in WWE. Like you're going to have them come over to NXT. Like it's, the, the thing that I think that Tony Khan said in this promo that really struck a chord with me, and, and uh, I'm going to just say this before I even say that, it was really good to see Rocky Romero and uh, Trent and, and uh, Rapungi Vice back together. That was really fun. But um, uh, is they take, you know, they take the wrestler seriously. They take New Japan's talent seriously. Uh, TNA went, or Impact back in the day when they had that whole mess up, that flip up when they, uh, they didn't take the talent seriously. I mean, look, look at what happened with, uh, with Kenta. <laughs> that tweet, that whole Kenta versus Hideo Itami tweet. I mean, that was that was hysterical. Um, because it's just like how are you gonna how are you gonna treat your wrestlers? You gotta treat your wrestlers with respect. You know, they come to work. No, I, I agree with you guys. 
But there's also SmackDown who's been on fire and they're doing some serious shit. I mean, Roman, Roman's doing some serious shit right now with the Usos. And I that's I could see that, right? They're doing some serious shit. That's not this, this, this is the best this is the best Roman, like the best Roman we've after, had in like, years. Yeah. Yeah. But beyond beyond Roman Reigns, beyond SmackDown, there is this there is this legitimate sports push by WWE in the past few years, whether mm-hmm. it's the Cruiserweight Classic, whether it's a focus on more tournaments. They, it, it, it's even now happening in the broadcast section. You see them just churning through guys who used to work for ESPN, who used to work for like Bellator, who used to do com, who used to do actual sports commentary instead of relying on the guys that they they trained in the early days of NXT having a commentary class. They're really trying to push for that sports presentation, and so I think if, and here's if they can work a partnership with with New Japan. Where it's not, it's not like it is in the UK, where they're a subsidiary, where it, you know, it's actually WWE is is coming into the territory, where you can just send one or two guys every now and then to kind of boost that international athlete appeal. Not, not to, you know, not even as like a fantasy booking type thing, but as a way to say, hey, Cesaro just came back from the G1 climax. You don't have to know what the G1 climax is; it just makes him sound like an important international star that WWE is lucky to have. Mm-hmm. And I think that that kind of present, if if they go for that kind of thing, it could work. I'm not saying that's how it would work. I'm not saying that's how W, you know, because WWE time and time again doesn't play nice with others. That is, it's just it's a it's a running theme at this point. But if they did play nice, it could add to the the stuff that they're getting with with Jimmy Smith on Raw that they were trying to get with Aiden on Verk that they've been get trying to get by having SmackDown on Fox, a, a legitimate sports you know platform. Um, so there there are some ways I think it could work, but I'm I'm with y'all it, the the New Japan AEW thing. There's much more meat there. There's much more mm-hmm. that they've actually been doing together. Um, and so when when you have that kind of proof of concept that not only can New Japan work well with AEW, but they can work well with Impact, they can work well with MLW that's relaunching on July 12th. Like it, they, it, it, it makes no sense for New Japan to marry any promotion right now. They're the hot girl at the dance and they can, li- they can to, to put it in the oldest of old school terms, they can ask for whatever dowry they want right now. And so until that dowry is, you know, as many cows as you can make it, keep let keep letting them fight. Let them just let them tear each other apart for the right to to hold New Japan's hand. I, I love it. It's like a TV show out here. I mean, New Japan mm-hmm. watching this shit. I, <laughs> everybody's, try, everybody's trying to come after New Japan. <laughs> it's like uh, watching uh, one of those, uh, you know, when all the contestants go to an island to fight with their girlfriends yep. and boyfriends. Damn, Temptation Island. <laughs> that's that's, yeah. that's yeah. America. We're just a reality show for the rest of the world to go. Wow, they are. Uh, they're on a new one today, huh? Like we, we're America, baby. We live to entertain. America. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it, man. But in all seriousness, I. If the doors can open up, a lot more guys can freely float around and work with everybody. I think that's great for the business and uh, it's ideal, right? For everybody to work there. And guys make money. I think fans will get a lot more dream matches. Uh, we talked about this before, Ross, right? Uh, yep. new, uh, the the president of New Japan, we're in the business of uh, 
dream matches. We're in the dream business. It's not just not just dream matches, dream moments, dream just dreams in general. They want they want to stoke. They don't want to you know. They don't want to go for nostalgia. They want to go for imagination. Mm-hmm. And I think that's there's so much more you can do with imagination. Nostalgia oh. is a well you can only go to so many times. Mm-hmm. But imagination's wide open. So on that's point, man. on point. And that's the truth on, on the situation here in New Japan and America. So uh Meltzer, man, you gotta do better next time, bro. <laughs> you gotta I do, do better. better. I, I had a feeling that shit was all bullshit. <laughs> to be honest it's coming from Meltzer of all people there's gotta be some there's gotta be some type of bullshit in that hey, I'm a tra- wrestler like the rest of us man let me tell you he's, he's a wrestler of the writing world that's it man I I have to as as someone who I yeah no I have to respect the hustle I will always as, as, <laughs> I was a hustler before I got into journalism I'm gonna be a hustler when I get out of journalism and so I got I gotta respect I gotta respect Dave Meltzer's hustle I gotta right. respect the the fact I, that I it got people talking because it it was the start of a big weekend for AEW yeah. and to kind of have double or nothing weekend not start with uh with dynamite but to instead start with Tony Khan essentially yeah. being like hey you guys might be on Tuesdays but we're still coming for you that's I, I, a I think maybe Meltzer set that whole shit up to bring more viewership towards the the pay-per-view for AEW man he no I don't know I don't know about the pay-per-view up, put that shit on the plate I don't know about the pay-per-view but I think definitely the Friday Dynamite where AEW's in a, a weird spot because yeah. they're being preempted and they're not yeah. in their like they were even down like 38% in the viewership on Friday night just because it was an unfamiliar night and people didn't uh-huh. know where to find them and so I think uh-huh. there is something to there is some something to the idea that Meltzer was was making Meltzer, sure AEW, you AEW was on you. people's mind. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, it is, Meltzer. You know, you're not a, you're not as straightforward as journalists as we thought you were. You're a worker, just like everybody else, man. See, no. see, Tama, this is why I have to bring up when you lose because then I get to I get to <laughs> yes. keep saying I'm objective. Well, it straight, I, get, <laughs> I get to keep saying that. Look, I might be co-hosting Tama Tonga's podcast when you come to me for New Japan. Uh, you know, critiques. I'm I'm coming with a level head. I'm coming from a, a fair. Place. I respect that, man. I respect that you. Go Going in a straight arrow. You are a real journalist, not like fucking Meltzer. <laughs> I saved the hustling for the folk music. But let's game let's, respects game. Let's let's talk about double or nothing weekend. Thomas Island listeners, as guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair, from how it feels after getting a fresh cut to the way it's perfectly styled before we go out, and then we get into our 20s and our 30s, and we start to notice those first signs of hair loss. Oh, it definitely starts to feel like panic time. Because let's face it, no guy ever really wants to go bald. But thankfully, there's now an easy way to keep your hair with Keeps. Did you know that two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35? The only way to really prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. And Keeps makes it very easy. You don't have to go to your doctor's office for hair loss prescriptions. Now, all you have to do is visit a doctor online, get your hair loss medication delivered right to your home, and start now. That's right. They make it easy, and they deliver your medication every three months so you can say goodbye to hanging out in the pharmacy checkout lines and all those awkward doctor visits and also they have the only two FDA approved hair loss products out there you may have tried them before but you've never tried them for this price again you have to start while you still have hair left to save and treatments can typically take between four to six months so it's important to act fast and if you want that first month free go to keeps.com backslash Tama that's right keeps.com backslash Tama for your first month 
free. Head on over to Keeps.com and keep the hair you have while you still have it. Because it was it was a big ass weekend. It was the first uh, professional wrestling uh, event with full attendance. None of this socially distant, uh, you know, twenty five thousand people in a sixty thousand stadium WrestleMania. It was full blown, fifty five hundred sold out in Daly's place for not only Dynamite but also Double or Nothing, also tapings of AEW Dark. They just they really. To, to borrow a term from their next pay-per-view, they went all out this weekend. Uh, I'm, I'm going to throw to, to to Gary first. Gary, what did you kind of think of the, the AEW weekend that they had with, with not you know, Dynamite, Double or Nothing? We'll get more into the details of it. But overall, what did you think of the, the, the weekend they had? I personally thought it was a great pay-per-view. All the matches were really good, especially Britt Breaker and Sheeta. They put on a good match. And my thing is, for this triple threat uh, world championship match, why was not why wasn't that the main event? Because they had you, to have, it was the main event, and then they had movie night. That's how I look at it. <laughs> True, but I mean, you're the world champion. You're supposed to main event the show. And that I don't know. That doesn't sit right with me. I don't know, man. If you That's, think about a couple couple of years ago when we had a, a boneyard match. That was the actual main event versus, uh, you know, a regular WWE title match. Yeah, mm-hmm. Morgan, I'm just no, saying. Well, and, and Morgan does bring up a point. Like WWE, the the hallmark days of WWF when it was like Hulk Hogan doing house shows. The WWF title would be the intermission match. It would be the match right before intermission. Um, and so, like this this idea that the world title needs to close out. That's something Ric Flair used to say. The Triple H then took on as like a philosophy, but for the most part, like not all that it's not always a tried and yeah. true rule. And I understand there are a lot of people who feel that you know it's not just something that um, it's not just something that, that Ric Flair said. There are now a lot of people who feel that way. But I just I do want to give proper context to the the idea that the world title has to be the the main event closing match. Um, yeah. We we even got an NXT show recently where Adam Cole and uh, Kyle Riley. That was the main event, and like Finn Balor versus Cross was the uh, was was not even the closeout. So I mean, like it it it, it happens. It's, you know, I think I think the Stadium Stampede match was actually, I think this year's match was better than 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 last year's. I thought last year's match was a little uh, okay. I thought yeah, I thought, I thought was, this year's was a little bit better than last year's. Mm-hmm. I think Sammy. Goes, yeah, yeah, I think Sam Sammy getting his spot this year was really great. I think there's a. I thought, I thought the. I thought what was really cool was to see some of our our the people from our island there posting photos and videos live. I thought that was really cool. Yep. Yeah. And you know that fan interaction, that was that's the big part, right? That's what everyone's missed. That is something that you know they they didn't have the two entrances this time. They they reconfigured Daly's place. I thought that was great. Um, the Baker Sheeta match stole the night. Like that was unbelievable. Um, you know, top down, uh, even, uh, dark elevation was, you know, I watched all the matches. It was, it was great. It was a fun time. It it was really, that felt like WrestleMania weekend. That's what WrestleMania weekend should feel like to me, you know? Okay. 
Uh, Tom, what have you what have you seen? Have you have you seen the highlights from Double or Nothing weekend? Have you seen? I, I, uh, I watched a few matches. I was able to catch a few matches. Thank you for those uh, uh, people that gave us the the link to watch wrestling while I'm out here in Japan. Watch wrestling dot uh, in LA. Uh, thank you very much. <clears throat> I don't mean to say it. Down, <laughs> down, thank, thank you to Redacted for whatever for the, the screen link. But uh. Yeah, I, I watched a few matches. Um, I was able to catch. So I saw um, Darby Allen uh, match with, with Sting. I, I really liked that. I watched the Young Bucks match. Um, I liked it. Uh, and also, I was able to catch half of uh, the, the Stampede match. I watched half of it. And yeah, okay. All right. I, I, I like some. It, it, I like the whole entrance thing, them coming down. Uh, that that was, uh, that was cool. I not my, you know, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It is what it is. It's cool. I'll, I'll take it, man. It's, some of the guys that I talked to here didn't like it. They, that's not their style. Mm-hmm. It's uh, they, the, the words that was used was cringy. But to me, I kind of, I can accept. You know, if I, if I thought the zombie match was all right, I'm gonna take it too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna got, take got, it too. All right. I got one word for you, man. Bad yeah. bunny. Bad, bad Bunny, bunny. Yeah, Bad Bunny. <laughs> Look, man, Bad Bunny did a great job. All right, but but I I'll take the Stampede match. I it's cool. I like Jericho coming in the entrance. You can tell they they pre pre uh, uh recorded some of some of the stuff because they it were the beginning looked like a movie. You know the way they came down. Then there was cut to the scene. They were all walking together. It was kind of corny, but I hey. <laughs> Hey, you got it. If it works, if it works. It works. Yeah, it was, hey, it, was an, you know? it was like an action movie. It was like I one guess. of those, it was because like <laughs> I don't know. I I've I as someone who spent a lot of the pandemic like just inhaling cinema. Like I got the Criterion <laughs> channel, I got all the I've I've been going from all the way from the you know uh, this is the seventh seal all the way down to stuff like I watched 2003's The Core last night. Like I'm I'm going A movie to, to D movies. And this was very much like one of those, like the raid or like one of those action movies where you can tell it was all built around the fact that they had some fantastic combatants. I'm not just talking about Jericho and MJF, who I think their their segment was expertly staged, but you got real inventive with Sean Spears and mm-hmm. the whole like chair room thing. That, that was phenomenal. With, that yeah, was it was, this was the... That. I and I I I you know I don't like to to put it like this, but it was the most interesting that Sean Spears has been like in AEW. Like this was this was something that was new. This was something that felt like he was moving beyond just being formerly known as Ty Dillinger, and it it really I think it really brought out a new side to him. And and the fact that the end of the match it wasn't this big Jericho MJF showdown. The end was Sean Spears versus Sammy Guevara. So you've still got FTR versus uh, Proud and Powerful to go. You've still got that big MJF, Chris Jericho. Like they, they did a very good job of teasing out this this inner circle pinnacle feud while still mm-hmm. giving the fans that moment, that big pyro laden. Everything's going to be okay, and we're going to go back on the road. It was. A, I think it should have been its own episode of Dynamite, but as the finale to to Double or Nothing, I think it also. I think it also worked worked very well uh i can see why people would say it was cringe i can see why it's if it's not if cinematic matches aren't your thing just skip like 20 30 minutes into when they get in front of the live crowd because once they transition into it right in front of that live crowd oh it's as it's as good as that young bucks match it's as good as anything they put on that night 
Um, and, and that's, that's the performers that they've got. It's, mm-hmm. they, it was a great transition from the, the cinematic era into this, this full fan chants are back. Everyone can, the wrestlers can fight into the crowd again. Ethan page can throw Darby Allen 30 feet. Like it, it felt like a return to form. The walk and brawl is back. <laughs> I saw that. I saw them wrestling, uh, you know, in the people. Yep. And I was, I was, because we're not allowed to do that here, man. We, we, we touched, we even go past an inch off the fence, man. It's a uh, TBS like cuts the feet off. And because <laughs> the government here, uh, it's anti working near the fans. So mm-hmm. uh, it's good to see America, you know, going back to some kind of normalcy. And I can't wait to get back over there and, and live some American life again. So, uh, no, nah, it was cool. I saw when I saw who's that, uh, Mox walking in. I think he took somebody's beer and drank it, right? Yeah, no, he just, he just straight up took a fan's beer, drank it, went full Sandman style. Oh, like, shit, uh, I, saw, I was like, Ugh, uh, hold on, man. Uh, no, he was cool, man. Uh, <laughs> a little too soon on the coronavirus, dude. I ain't out yet. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, don't get me wrong, we it was good to see the fans back, but it's I mean, it's still very much Florida in the middle of the pandemic right now. Like, we our vaccination rates aren't there yet. In uh, I read it, I read a great thing about Vermont. If you do that in Vermont, I don't think anyone's gonna put, clutch their pearls right now, but pretty much any other state, and it's gonna be. Oh, I do, I want to shout out to Corey Fitz in the chat who brings up the fact that that's probably like a $17 beer because it was a tall boy, and it, it was, was not like, so like, and, and it's Daly's place, so like. Like, Mox owes that fan some money. Like, some yeah, I, the first thing I thought was, ew. The second thing I thought was, that fan must be pissed off right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's loving it in the moment. He's like, yeah, Mox drank my beer. And then it's like the end of the graduate. Where's my like, beer? Oh, oh, oh God, shit. I've given I up my go beer. Are you going to pay me the money to get another on. beer? <laughs> pay, pay $25 for that tall boy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Mox just went against the grain on that whole entire match. He was bleeding out everywhere, drinking people's mm-hmm. beer. I was like, oh shit. Oh man, I'm I'm still a little uh <laughs> let me anti-cooties right now with the whole <laughs> with the whole <laughs> pandemic shit, man. I, uh, but props, man. Good match, man. Bucks, the Bucks, um that I liked some I liked a lot of things the Bucks did in that. I the, the one thing that impressed me was their look. <laughs> I haven't seen them in a while, so Mm-hmm. Seeing Nick the way he was kind of surprised me because I've never seen Nick the way he looked right there. And he, the first thing that came to mind, <laughs> he looked like a like a he looked like yeah he was off that movie Blow. He's like a seventies drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, you're not wrong. Especially now that he's got he's got a fresh septum ring, so he's still like he can't quite breathe through his nose yet. And so in the promos, he's like I, he, it, it's very it sounds like he's got a drip going. It was hilarious. They are very like. And the the he dyed the beard. I think he may have gotten hair plugs or something. Right. He did a full dye job. Like they really his hair looked more beautiful than before. It looked great. I was like, what is this hair? I, you can't dye it. It looked that good. So I was like, he's, there's gotta be some extensions or some like a wig or something. But his tan line was on point, man. His yep. beard, his his whole look just gave me. I think that's his new given, man. Blow. That's the new. That's, <laughs> I I cannot believe we're now talking about the idea of the young bucks becoming the cocaine cowboys. Like that's just (laughs) cocaine cowboys. That's it, man. (laughs) What is? uh, I'll throw I'll throw to you, Gary, first. What did you kind of think of of and not just the match, but like the direction the young bucks have kind of been taking with this this kind of 
it's like it's like heel couture because they're like we're we're still wrestling bad guys, but it's all about our Dior shoes. It's all about our designer trunks. Like, what do, what do you kind of think of the, the current Young Bucks? I feel like they really needed this heel turn. They've been ever since they were a face. They've been doing all of this for the fans, and they still complain. So I mean, hey, why not just say fuck it? Let me turn. <laughs> let me turn heel. Fuck what everybody else gotta say. Yep. <laughs> But for them to change their image, I thought that was a really good idea. They really needed that from them going to like, oh, I care about these thousand dollars of shoes. <laughs> like, um, yeah. <laughs> I also I like that it's now like Mox and Eddie Kingston's like goal to bleed as much on their shoes as possible. Like they're like, like they're just they're getting out there. They're like slamming their own heads into the, the railing trying to get blood on these guys. But Morgan, what do you, what do you kind of think of the current the, where the young bucks are, are kind of at and like the elite as a whole? Because like it is kind of a it's a it's the bucks. It's Kenny. It's the good brothers. They're all really leaning into this uh, mm-hmm. into this. I mean, for lack of a better term, this cartel vibe. Um, man, uh, I, I agree with Gary. I think the heel turn was needed. Uh, I cannot get over how, how the show I'm getting so much Shawn Michaels vibes, like during the, the, the so many nineties era Shawn Michaels vibes. I don't know. I I'm sure that's intentional. I'm sure that, you know, uh, and I, I get that, but like, geez, uh, I don't know. I, 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 you know, I like seeing it, you know, I like, I've always liked the Bucks feel work. I've always liked, you know, just this whole fuck it mentality. But um, I, I think there was some other stuff in the pay-per-view that was, was just more like, I thought if we're talking about like the elite, mm-hmm. I think Adam Page coming into his own still is, you know, we, we all forget that guy was the first guy to challenge for the, for the, for their championship. Yeah. And that match was phenomenal. That match was no better way to start the show. I I remember when when Paige wasn't their inaugural champion, there was like this vocal contingent of AEW fans mm-hmm. like, "What? How do you how do you give up on this guy?" Mm-hmm. But the chase has been the chase that he's been on since AEW opened up has been so good. And he, I, it was real smart of them to open with Hangman Page's match yeah. with Brian Cage because man. Hangman Page is exactly as over as he was when AEW started. Yeah. Like that is a guy that he might even be more over at this point. People fucking love that dude. There was hey, Tom, a moment. You- there was a moment I thought he was starting to to wither away, like because the, the attention was on everybody else. But like you said, Ross, there's been this chase. You know, he kind of fell back to chase, man. That pop that he got, that ovation, that cheer that he got coming in, man. I was like, okay, maybe he still got it. And the performance him and, and Brian Cage did was was amazing. Um, I, a great match, man. I, I really enjoyed that match. I didn't like the part where Brian Cage had at the end where uh, what's his name? Uh, Ricky came in with the belt, tried to give him. Yeah, like Brian Cage is bigger than all you sons of bitches. He doesn't need a damn weapon <laughs> to like hit. To kill doesn't really need any help, really. Yeah, so that, all that, of that, that didn't make sense to me. Didn't was un. <laughs> It wasn't needed, but, you know. I'm glad you brought that up because there's a lot with the Brian Cage in AEW stuff. It 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 almost feels like they don't know what they have with Cage. Because, like, they, even in the Hangman Page match, at one point, Hangman Page does the F5 to to um, Brian Cage, which right. is Brian Cage's finisher. And it, it 
to me, it makes Cage just look like a guy now. Right. Like, he doesn't have the strength thing. He doesn't have the right. size thing because Hangman Page just pick him up and throw him down. Right. And it, and especially when you talk about the way he is with Team Taz, where it's like, you're a big guy. You don't need all the, the Team Taz and all that. You don't need this. You don't yeah. need this extra weapon. Yeah. And so now now that he's leaving that, I, I, I hope they're going to finally take Cage to that size, that, or at least to that stature that – that a guy with that look should should probably have, but man, it, they should it always just, be protected. That's that's yeah. how my booking is. They should protect it, him to use him as a weapon, not try to give him a, a smaller weapon to use against smaller guys. What the he, fuck? I don't like. That's that. the thing is he like, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, yeah, because he was wrestling like Hangman Page. That yeah. was my prize. Like he, him, and Hangman Page are too similar. Where it should have been Brian Cage just just trying to use his size on right. Hangman. He shouldn't be trying to outwork him. He should be trying right. to beat him up yeah um and that was where that was the only disconnect i had but man that live crowd like it that was what i said when i said that even the stuff that didn't work for me at double or nothing still worked because that crowd is nuclear for right. hangman page and i gotta believe in a month they're gonna forget about the f5 yeah so yeah i, I still man you know i think every match counts towards um <laughs> you're building you and brian cage hasn't really been a guy that I felt now I don't watch a product as much as you guys, mm. but since he went into AEW, there hasn't been like this thing to like elevate him. He seems like he's always just kind of like just this and like he's, he's that guy. That mid, he's stuck in a, yeah. he's stuck in a mid card position. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like until he breaks away with Team Taz, I feel like he's just gonna stay there. Oh, yeah. uh, I will say this: I I think it's long booking. I think it's long booking. Like they got their, they got that other show coming out, right? They need, they need some top town to get eyes on. And uh, I think with like Adam Page, we thought he all teetered out. I think it's long. I think it's like it's, it's kind of it gives me New Japan booking feels, kind of, where there is a longer game being played. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, nah, it does. I, I, it, you gotta protect that guy. Every 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 group has a, a big has, has a big uh he's the muscle right mm-hmm. the muscle the muscle is the one that dominates you and the that's that needs to be protected to yeah. me. and it, I and I, I like it really does feel like they need to get him out of the because like when Brian Cage looked his best was in Lucha Underground where he was literally I mean it was like him and uh, Jeff Cobb as Mantanza that were the, those were the two that were the big guys and it's just all Luchadors for him to destroy. Uh, but now he's in a, he's in a promotion with Miro. He's in a promotion with Lance Archer. He's in a promotion with I mean Shaq shows up from time to time. Mm-hmm. So like he's not the biggest guy, but he's got that look. And I'm I'm with you. They need to protect they need to protect that look if they can't protect how yeah. the fact that he's not the largest biggest guy that they've got on their their yeah. roster. Um, yeah. But it if, if if we're talking about Miro, Lance Archer, man, they had a hell of a, a barn burn. Miro killed a snake. He took a he, he had a snake in a bag. He shook it around and he hucked it like it was a like a discus. Uh, I I loved it. I think they've they've done a great job at making Miro an absolute monster. But uh, I'll, I'll start with you, Morgan. What are you kind of thinking of this the the Miro Lance Archer match? I I, I loved it. I love it's just two big guys going at it. Two big guys for you know. Uh, it, it, I like the fact that first of all, the the funniest thing of the night was when Lance came out and scared uh, Justin Roberts during the entrance. <laughs> that was hysterical to me. Uh, I could not stop laughing when he just 
cut him off during his name segment. But, uh, you know, you need a, a spot in the car where it's just two guys going at it, two big guys going at it, and they're two monsters. The fact that I don't, I don't think Lance even tapped, right? He just passed out to... Yeah, yeah, it was a ref, ref stoppage, yeah. I, yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was awesome. I thought, like... Um, God, there was there was just there's so much more there to unpack too. Like you know what what what's next for Miro? What's next for Lance? What's next for that title? Um, I, I thought it was a great match, and there was a lot of great spots. Uh, the blackout spot, um, uh, Jake running in after the the press conference and not being there. Spot uh, the six spot was a little weird in my opinion, but uh, you know, uh, but. I hope Peter doesn't mind that. Whatever. Um, I, I I got a feeling it was. I got a feeling. I got a <laughs> I'm feeling, sure it wasn't. I'm sure yeah. it wasn't. But <laughs> I, I got a feeling it was a burlap sack filled with hamburger meat. But man, the visual was great. Like as far as the story of the match, he fought. He fought Lance Archer. He beat up Jake Roberts. He killed a snake. Like what? What more can you add to Miro at this point to not make him a a, a murderer? Yeah, uh, it's just it, fantastic. Uh, Gary, what did you kind of think of of the Miro? Lance Archer TNT title match. Um, I also loved it too. I feel like that was that was a protected finish to protect Lance. Mm. But just like Morgan said, where does Miro go after this? Where does Lance Lance go after this? So it kind of gives you this feeling like, what are you going to do with this championship? Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, no, it was it was definitely definitely a moment in a a night full of moments. Uh, Miro, what's next for him? I believe is Jungle Boy. I think that was the the point of that AEW or no Jungle Boy gets Omega, right? And yeah, yeah. Gets Jungle Omega, Boy in two in two weeks. Jungle Boy gets Omega. Wouldn't be surprised if Jungle Boy gets Miro somewhere somewhere down the line. That seems like a like a built in a built-in match, but we also had, uh, let's see what else. Uh, like we, like we said, Britt Baker finally won the AEW women's championship, beating Hikaru Ishida in a, a fantastic match. And since we're talking about the women's match, also shout out to Serena Deeb and Riho who had the, at just a barn burner on the, uh, on the opening, uh, well, the buy-in, I guess is the, the pre-show name. I'm going to start with you, Gary. What do you kind of think of the women's division right now in AEW, especially after this, this weekend? I feel like they're, they're trying to rebuild the women's division now that um, Brit's the champion. I feel like they can go in a direction where Brit's just runs through this division. Um, but as far as the women's division now is improved, really, they started. Um, I want to say they started. Trying to, uh, how do I want to say this? <laughs> um, what, are, what are you trying? Go, just go for it. Just, just let it out. <laughs> like when AEW first started, mm-hmm. they needed help with their women's division, and I feel like now they're trying to work their way to fixing that division, and that's a good start. Now that Sheeta, she did, she did amazing when she was champion. Yeah, I mean, shout out, shout out to Hikaru Shida, who was literally champion for over a year. And I think that was kind of the secret to rebuilding this women's division is you had this dominant champ on top so that you're able to say, well, like, it, you can kind of do it in secret because now you're, you're building, you're, you're not building a champion, you're just building contenders. And one of the contenders got to the point where they're like, we can, we, we can, we can do something with this. And so I, and I think it's just been a very smart, slow kind of, uh, 
slow kind of build to, to this this moment. And now I think Baker's whole run is going to help kind of legitimize the the contenders that they made while they were while Sheeta was was on top, so to speak. I mean, Morgan, what do you kind of what do you think of the the AEW women's division, especially after that? That so weekend? I was, yeah. So I was I was actually at the first Dynamite taping uh, here because mm-hmm. I'm in I'm in Maryland and uh, I got to see the Nyla Rose uh, Riho match and we were all shocked that Nyla Rose didn't win the belt back then. Um, but I remember when you know Britt Baker came out and no one wanted to no one no one could stand you know you couldn't stomach uh, her as a face. But now she's she's over. She's incredibly over. She the, that crowd was so hot for her, and um, that was probably the feel good moment of the night. Honestly, aside from the Jungle Boy uh, winning the the uh, the battle royal, uh, that was like that was a, a total three sixty turn on 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 some on an amazing talent that I think is going to carry that division. Um, the question now is like, where is she? Is she a face? Is she a heel? Does she play into her heel? I mean, she's, she's been, you know, there was a moment at the end where you had Tony Schiavone leave the desk. And that was, mm-hmm. that was kind of, that was really cool to see. But uh, at the same time, like, what are you doing? Are you, uh, you know, it's, yeah. I'm excited to see what's going to go on with the women's division. Now. I definitely think it's improved. I agree with Gary. Cause I know we, we talked about it in a, in a bunch of happy hours um, that it was, it, something was missing. Something was missing for a long time. I think Sheeta's matches. I think the uh, the um, the no holds barred match with Thunder Rosa put a lot of good spotlight back on that division, and uh, I'm excited to see what goes on from there. Yeah, I, I you you do bring up uh, a, a very good point about they have a they have a real good problem on their hands in that Britt Baker right now has the same problem that Stone Cold Steve Austin had in 1998. What has gotten her to this point is essentially being a heel, is being a badass, is being someone who doesn't give a fuck. And now that she has the title and now that fans are clearly behind her, I mean, like, I saw, like, video of her parents celebrating the win in the front row. I mean, this is very much a, a baby face champion in the, 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 the you know, early uh, days since her, since her victory. But it's it, what got her to the dance is not giving a fuck. And so she's going to have to keep... You, you know, no one's gonna. No one wants to see Britt Baker start to thank the fans. She she should be thanking Reba. She should be thanking herself. But she shouldn't be thanking the fans for what got her here because Britt Baker got her here. Um, but it's a good problem to because when if you've got a you know a plucky upstart contender, you got a heel. If you got you know a, just an absolute shit heel of a contender, you got someone that people can root for. So it's a, it's a good problem to have. I, it's I. I, I do believe that, you know, Tama can speak to this. We just watched a, a ba- badass main event between two heel teams in New Japan where it's, it, people don't necessarily need a traditional baby face. Mm-hmm. They just need someone they like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> 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 it's, it, well, and because... I don't know. AEW, they, they, they used to have the, the, the heel tunnel and the face tunnel, and so even they, there was this division... But now they only got one tunnel, and so it's going to be much more of a. I, I at least for this weekend, it was kind of more up in the air. It was it was whoever the fans want to cheer, they cheer. Whoever the fans want to boo, uh, they boo. Um, and it it definitely it definitely felt like it was it was it was birthday cake. It was fireworks. It was it was everything and then some. There was they didn't let a, any outside of the triple threat match. They didn't allow for any downer endings because. Uh, 
outside of outside of Omega hitting Pac with literally every title belt. Shout out to Don Callis and Kenny Omega for that <laughs> that fun moment. Uh, even even the Cody Rhodes Anthony Agogo match, which everyone thought was going to go, you know, a po- we thought we were going to be watching Rocky Four, and instead we were watching the Great American Bash 1989. Like it was, it was very much, it was very much an old school foreign invader versus the 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 the, uh, the young American babyface. I what what did y'all think of of Cody versus Anthony Agogo? I can't argue as someone who's watched a lot of WCW. I can't argue with the match. I don't know if it was a match for 2021, but what else? More I mean, shake. Go okay. Go ahead. I Gary. mean, I feel like Cody. I feel like people want Cody to lose every time he faces some new person, or like that's not how this works. I mean, he has to win every once in a while. I mean. <laughs> You just want him to lose every match he goes up against, like, and then people want to say, "Oh, that's bearing." I mean, mm, that's not really bearing if it's like one match. A gogo looked. I mean, I I can't fall. A gogo got to really show what he can do. Like, it felt more like a showcase for a gogo than like actually building him as a star. Because now we know that he can do a frog splash. Now we know that he's got a damn fine Olympic slam. Um, but it, that, that result kind of, it, it sticks. I see a lot of people in the chat where it kind of sticks. They, they don't know if it, it was the way, uh, the way to go. And I, Hey, if you've listened to the podcast, you're in happy hour, you know, I'm in a go-go fan, you know, I'm shamelessly in a go-go fan, but that it, it, it definitely, uh, I don't know. If it, I, I'm waiting for the reality show. I'm waiting to see what the reality show has to say about this because there's always that third lens on AEW now that now that Cody and Brandy are being followed by a separate camera crew. I mean, Morgan, what did you think of the of the match? I, so I, I'm with you, Ross. Uh, I think once once you guys had Sydney on last week, right, or or mm. a little while ago, um, I was really excited to see uh, you know this this the shift of like maybe America isn't the way we look at it, bring, you know, people out of their shells. I really liked that mentality. I liked the shift. And I was actually, I, you know, this is, I thought it was a good, it would be but a great send off, you know, have the, have the, the foreign heel take out the, the guy who is the, you know, clearly can't be a, a heel right now and a pure baby face and, and let him go right off in the sunset for a little bit. But it, you know, it just didn't happen. I thought it was a great match. I just, the ending, uh, I, I don't know. I mm-hmm. was not super thrilled, and you know, but that's also like that's wrestling. We sometimes, you know, we can't win. You know, you, the fan can't doesn't get what they want every time. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. I'm reading the chat right here. Would you say that? Uh, Tony brought up. Would you say that Cody Rhodes is the is the Triple H of AEW right now? Hell no! Come on, man. I, I I I don't know if he is the Triple H of AEW, huh. but he he wants to be the Triple H of AEW. Mm. I think that's his character right now. Like I really do think that he is a parody of Triple H, mm. and I, an intentional parody because like it, especially in the way that especially in the way that he he him and Triple H both take the same kind of passive aggressive stance at the ratings war. Right? It's like mm. oh they're doing their little thing and we're winning, and that's that's. Uh, I I I don't know. I'm waiting to like I'm like I said. I'm waiting to see what the long term plan is for this because if he's if he's actually being this parody of Triple H, there needs to be payoff. 
some yeah there needs to be a payoff or else you I get feel, you, i feel you like get, if that was like close to being true then that would have started back when in um i guess that was all out when he hit that uh when he got a sledgehammer and hit that double, uh, double or nothing, double, double or nothing, nothing was when he yeah. had the he had the Triple H throne and he had the sledgehammer and he broke it. Um, but he, I, what I mean by a parody of Triple H is he has always been the one who feels more aware of their position as someone in the office. Like Kenny Omega still tells Tony Khan, "Hey, you have to find someone who can beat me." Despite the fact that he's an executive vice president, he could go find someone, you know, like he or he could stop him from finding someone to beat him. They don't play that angle with the Bucks. They don't play that angle with with Kenny Omega. But with Cody, especially now that he's got the reality show, he is the character that's the office. Mm-hmm. He is the character that's you know that is is taking, for lack of a better term, he's taking on all of the 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 heat that uh, all of them might technically have for being EVPs onto himself in this very self kind of martyring situation because he didn't have to be this per he didn't have to be this way he it very much chose it he's it's been a, it's been an intentional ride i don't feel like i don't feel like cody has taken us on uh on uh, is not aware of the ride he's taking people on it's just i i it seems to be a very divisive thing it's a he's the only one that enters in the middle it's like i said they have a heel tunnel they have a yeah. face tunnel and cody enters in the middle he's the only one that does that and you can um, feel the you can feel the two sides of the booking, right? You can feel the 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 Kenny Buck side of it, and then this Cody side of it. It doesn't quite it doesn't ever quite intersect or mesh, and it just feels like two different styles of, of booking your show. One is a very, for lack of a better term, a very WWE mentality of booking your your show, and there is some pop and circumstance, and then or uh, some, you know, some fanfare and there's more of a, a talking element. And then the other side is really just more wrestling. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's yeah, it definitely it because it feels like Cody is there to appease the people who want it to be WCW, the people that want like I mean, the whole point of this match was he got to got to put his spin on the American dream. Yes, he, as Trent pointed out on Twitter, he dressed like Homelander from the Boys, but he still he was still <laughs> the American dream, yeah. Cody Rhodes, and so Homelander again, like I said, the heel the of greater, the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like I, I, I can't. I, I, there were people that cheered him in the arena, but I can't wrap my my mind around looking at someone who like did the American flag mixed with Caesar for his look. Like it's just it's too traditionally fascist for me to like actually be like that. Yes, go Cody, go Homelander. He's you know. It, I, that's not me. I voted for Bernie. It's the bad guy that thinks he's saving the world. I mean, yes. yeah. he's a good guy. He thinks he's a good guy, but he's actually a bad guy. And and that's what I mean. It might it might be intentional. It might not be. But it's there is. It, I can't say it's not working for some folks. It, you know, there are. It does see, especially since they've been in Jacksonville for so long. Especially since AEW has been 
kind of a Florida territory. It has, it's, it's, it feels like that old Southern wrestling when Cody starts to, to get these storylines together. Hey, now that we're talking about Homelander, you know what? I'm looking back at Cody's whole, whole deal here. Hey, he's been giving he's he's Homelander, man. He's yes. he's been Homelander since he left WWE. <laughs> he's like the in between. He's like a hero, heel. I, I but I I'm sorry. I think I like it. I'm not sure. You know, I that's, just, that's what I, I mean. Like, like he's not. Not that I can put him put something on it. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Because right. like I I don't know. I I recently rewatched Watchmen. Like I, I like that Alan Moore twist on there are some superheroes that don't get that they're not heroes. You know, yeah. there are some there are some people who who really believe that like that was that was the whole thing of Alan Moore's Batman is Batman puts on the cape and the cowl and he becomes a monster. Mm. Uh, and so I, I kind of and, you know, Cody, there is a reason Cody's called himself the American nightmare. Like he mm. is this he there is this. There is this darkness to the 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 homespun boy that he pretends to be, mm-hmm. um, and so I, yeah, I like I said, it 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 works if if that's where they're going, if that's yeah. what they're they're trying to do, and it feels like it really does feel like they are because he's he can't he he can't not be at this point, um, but it it overall a a damn good weekend, a damn good return to form. AEW is going to be back on the road by by July. WWE is is heading back out uh, on the road. It's going to be it's going to be a wild time in in North America. I mean, uh, I'm going to throw Morgan. What are you most excited for about like this summer wrestling wise? If anything, you can you can also be like yeah, hey. yeah. No, I mean I'm excited for I'm excited for. Uh, I don't want to say a return to normalcy because I don't think anything was ever normal in this country, but I also think that it's going to be good to get fans back at shows, but also let's be safe, right? Let's, let's, let's do, let's do things the right way. Um, uh, I'm excited to see what comes out of this period of, as Thomas said, it it was a reset period for a lot of people. It was a, it was a big pause button and a reset and it's time to time to step up and do something different. And I think company, there's some companies that didn't. I think there's some companies that didn't. So it's going to be interesting to see where the gravitational shift is to, you know. Uh, to me, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens in New Japan Strong. I'm excited to see, what, you know, I want to see live fans in New Japan Strong. I want to see, um, I want to see Tama Tonga uh, <laughs> backstage side. I want to see some performance. I want to, see, I want, I want, you know, I'm, I'm, we're waiting for you to come home, man. Yeah. We're all waiting for you to come home. <laughs> I'm waiting too. Shit. <laughs> I'm not I'm knocking wood over here, man. Soon, soon we're gonna get you over here. We're gonna get you vaxxed. Cause like that a, a shout out to Hangman Page who he shared the big crowd photo of the AEW double or nothing and said, This only will get easier as more people get vaccinated. So this mm-hmm. is this is what we're able to do now. Imagine what we can do when those vaccination rates actually get to the point where there is some kind of immunity, where there's some kind of uh, uh blockade. It's good it can only get better. Gary, what about you? What are you what are you excited for for the summer? Um, honestly, just what Morgan said, um, maybe we could finally get back to normal with fans coming back live. But again, I don't want to say normal because we haven't been normal since Liger retired. Yeah. So I just hope to make our own new normal. That's what it is. Yeah, I guess. so. You know, that that reset button Morgan's talking about. That's the the. This is our new normal. 
You create it, man. You create the new normal this summer. Go ham, dog. That's gonna be the new normal. Go yeah. ham. That is, you create your own shit. Um, that's what I'm looking forward to this summer. I was, yeah. I was about to say, what are you most looking forward to, Tom? Yeah, creating my own new normal. Once I get back to the states, get me my shots. I'll have me about three, four of them, like like Ross. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> hog up some shots. Load up, baby. <laughs> I might put some in the bag and bring them to Japan and sell them on the black market. Cause they is taking that sweet ass time over here, but yeah, that's not so fun, man. I think this is this is last summer was depressing as shit, but this this summer, I'm we we got the shots rolling out. We're gonna we're gonna create our own new normal. Look, you can just feel the energy watching the AEW. People were happy as big to to get out of the house, just be at a live event. Marcy drinking some somebody's beer and you know, Eddie, like, man, that's Eddie Kingston tossing trash cans right? around like man, man that fun. I said, is that the new normal out there in America right now? I can't wait to get back. Shit. <laughs> I I now I completely understand where the Roaring Twenties came from. Now that I know about the Spanish flu from 1918 to 1919, they hit 1920 and we're like, all right, folks, flapper dresses. <laughs> We're going to start making gin in the bathtubs. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's, let's have a good time this summer. I'm looking forward to it. Right? You, got, you got Father's Day weekend coming up here, guys. Uh, once you guys do your man, your, your, your father, or your, your missus do your husbands, or your, 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 your brothers, I don't know how appropriate that would be, but get them, get them 20% off your Manscaped products, all right? Go to manscaped.com, use code name TOMA, get you 20% off, guys. Don't forget to use that on Father's Day weekend coming up. Oh, shit, why don't you use that right now? There's no there's no waiting, right? There's no waiting. That's the summer. Keep yourself clean, man. Keep yourself clean and have some fun. That's a new normal right now. Keep yourself clean. Yep, all around. Washing those hands, using the hand sanitizer, keeping yourself groomed. Manscaped's got all. The, it's not just. It's not just grooming. They got like they got the. Uh, they got cologne. They have. Uh, they have. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. The, they've got so many different kind of it's sprays got, and it's got, it's got, everything. Ball deodorizer, man. Keeps ball deodorizer. Ball toner. Yep. Toner. Yeah. <laughs> this is the new normal right now. Clean <laughs> your balls, man. <laughs> men. Get your own shit and clean your own balls. Keep them things shiny. Not that I want to see them, but you don't miss them. <laughs> no, but look, I don't want to see my face want... on them. All the shininess. <laughs> this is my water. <laughs> we don't want to see them, but we especially don't want to smell them. So keep your balls clean with Manscaped. <laughs> Manscaped.com, man. Ross, I think we're good there for now. Hell yeah. Think, man? Oh no! I I think we've we've talked everything. We talked Dominion. We've talked about uh, New Japan's. Uh, we've talked about the the bullshit Meltzer threw out there. We talked double or nothing to death. I think I think it's time to go enjoy the summer and and enjoy the week. For sure, definitely, man. Guys, Gary, Morgan, thank you very much for joining us here on the podcast and on everybody on Twitch in the chat. Thank you for joining us. We're watching you guys as we're talking here. For those that are. That want to join in, get subscribed, hit that subscribe button, join us in the chat. We're reading. You got some some funny ass conversation. We use that here in the, on the talks, guys. Uh, but also join us on patreon.com backslash Thomas Island. We do happy hours. Uh, now this month will be in every weekend. We talk deep, keep it real 100. We answer your questions. 
And uh, Ross here always fills us in on the wrestling world. He's uh, he's up to the midnight hours, the late hours, early mornings, three, four, five o'clock in the morning, keeping up with what's going on out here in Japan. Not only with New Japan Pro Wrestling, but all across the board here with mm-hmm. Noah and what and what other promotions, guys. All yep, all Japan. Noah, I'm, I'm keeping up with the whole the whole kitten caboodle, whole kitten caboodle. I'm what's I'm what's known as uh, observing wrestling uh, uh, as much as possible. And he's a straight shooter, man. He doesn't do that whole bullshit. Uh, I'm not gonna, you know what? I've said his name enough here, and I've said more curse words out this whole year about this man than I have in any podcast episode. So I, I'll just say that Ross keeps it straight. He keeps it journalism, man, 100 with you guys. Not favorable to all kinds of bullshit. But thank you, Ross, for, for keeping that 100 with us. Uh, and again, thanks again, Morgan and Gary. Uh, join us again this weekend and every weekend on patreon.com backslash Thomasine. Subscribe. And uh, guys, Gary, where can they find you, man? You got a social media they can find you at? Yeah, I got my my Twitter, Switchblade underscore GT. Instagram is the same thing. All right. Oh, Twitch is the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Dope. Gary, I mean, uh, sorry, Morgan, where can they find you at, man? Nah, man, I live under a rock. You can't find uh, me. It's fine. All right. Cool, man. Yeah. Hey, we're going to come to that rock, okay? Nah. <laughs> yeah. Email that rock and yeah. hit you back up. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Ross. Know. How about yourself, man? At Ross W. Berman IV on Twitter, at Ross Berman IV on Instagram, RossBerman.bandcamp for all your Folk City hustler needs. Dope, man. You guys can find me on Twitter, Tama underscore Tonga. On Instagram, the good bad guy, Tama Tonga. Again, thank you everyone for joining us here. We'll see you guys next week. And uh, for all the Islanders, we'll see you this weekend. Guys, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this week's Thomas Island. Find more great Thomas Island content like the Shotgun series, weekly happy hour Zoom calls with Thomas, video versions of the podcast, and much, much more at patreon.com forward slash Thomas Island and visit at Thomas Island on Instagram and Twitter.